You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review Season 2, Episode 8. It's Segment 3, and we are going to talk about all hell breaking loose in international (laughs) football in the last 24 hours. Oh, hell breaking loose. That's a great thing. Hallelujah. International break. It was fantastic. Unbelievable. The whole week from when there's a game in Malacca... All the way through the other confederations has been fantastic. We went around the world a couple of times yeah. and wow, there's been some moments. We're going to start off with the jerseys that Scott and I unintentionally coordinated <laughs> yeah. today with the Socceroos. So, yeah, Thursday night, as you mentioned, 1-1 draw in Malacca in Malaysia. It was interesting, I suppose. Very uh, rough patch to play yeah. on. I thought Socceroos should have won the game by more, particularly with Tommy Urich had a couple they of They should have won the game full stop. Yeah, they should have won it full stop and they... Tommy Urich's chances in the second half. If he buries those, it's a completely different tie going into the second leg, and the drama of last night probably doesn't happen. But, but oh look, fair play to Syria because the last twenty minutes over there in Malacca they were sensational. Well, we were talking about this like just before we started recording. Like, you get, I'm not sure what idiotic reaction frustrated me more to the way the soccerers have qualified or the way the qualifiers were going. It's the ones that say, oh. Or the obnoxious ones yeah. that go, oh, Australia should just be walking through these qualifiers because Asia isn't that good. So, which, so disrespectful. Which yeah. there Asian are some Federation. fairly like major, well, mm. fairly prominent fans that go on about, oh, mm. the Socceroos should just be so much better. Mm. When in reality, a lot of these teams, mm. the Socceroos might be playing down a little bit, yeah. but these sides have improved they so have. much. And there's another team we'll probably talk about later on who took a similar attitude with their qualifying and got well, burned. So yes, luckily for us, we got through Asia. These, the second one that really frustrates me are the... Just, I don't know the polite way to describe them on air, but the ones that go, oh, we shouldn't even qualify, I don't want us to qualify, you're clearly a bandwagon jumper that came on November 2005, no. who have no idea I what you're talking about. I think it's people about. who've lost perspective on how important World Cup qualification yeah. is to the sport generally, in terms yeah. of the interest that it gains for and that if you're two gonna, weeks in June. You eat, The game needs that oxygen. And you if have, you're going to be qualify. that stupid about the Socceroos and such a spoiled brat about it, get out of the game, we don't have room for you. Oh, I say, oh, and get off my lawn. There you go. You beat me, you beat me to that line. But <laughs> no, look, look, that's absolute, look, I absolutely agree with James on that. Is that there, you know, it's, there's it's nothing more disgusting to yeah. me, to be honest, that you know, this is our national team. It doesn't matter how badly we're going. It doesn't matter how we go. If you're an Australian citizen and you support the sport, you should be going for your national team no matter what and not trying to throw it under the bus. And even if you're... Like, Either way, like it's a results-driven industry. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm an Arsenal fan. Ask me how yeah. like pretty football has gone for the last 15 or so yeah. years. It's take, a results industry, and Asian. right now their main job is just to get to the World Cup. Yes, I would like it if they were getting through automatically and scoring five goals yeah. a game, but they've got to if do you, it the ugly if way. You take the Asian Cup over. There's been tremendous apathy around the national team for yeah. a whole host of reasons. Whether it's you don't like the system, you don't score enough goals, they're not playing in a particular city. It's just it's a lot of apathy around the national team and. Uh, I, but I understand it to a degree, but I don't know if it's. It's been going on for such a long time, though, because no people were so it's frustrated entitled. with the end of the whole Gorosek era, saying that wasn't very good, and it wasn't. And then Ange came in and he won the Asian Cup, which lifted everyone's spirits. And since then, it's just dropped off the. But even then, after the Asian Cup, there were a lot of people that I remember reading, like not everybody, yeah. not no absolutes or anything like that, but you get those ones that go, "Oh, they weren't really weren't that good, or they're not as good as the Premier League, or whatever." And it just, it really bugs me that there's now this spoiled, entitled attitude among yeah. some Socceroos fans. Yeah. And I think, I, I, 
Heaven forbid this doesn't happen, but I think it would take a failed World Cup campaign for those fans to to realise it. And the sad thing is, hopefully it doesn't happen. The sad thing is, those people would be happier with the Socceroos failing just to be right, which says a lot about where their heads firmly lodged right now. Look, and I think that's actually a lot of things, but about about you know this whole you know oh. I, I told you so sort of mentality not, and not the Johnny Warren type either. yeah exactly the complete negative look at the end of the day you, you guys are right the international football is about results who yeah. cares if we go through the whole qualification with 1-0 with you know if we're parking the bus trying to get a result would I don't you think rather... we're parking the bus, by no, the way. No, no, but no. But what I'm saying is that if that were the case, and if it's the next, yeah. the next coach that comes on, because obviously Ange has gone this whole attacking attitude. If the next coach, whoever he is, decides, you know what, we need to go from a defence-first policy, you know, a bit like in Italy or something like that, you know what, you'd get just as many people whinging, oh, the Socceroos are boring. You know, the thing is, that international football is about results. Yeah. You get results, you go okay. to a World Cup. Calm down, Bosa, calm down. It's not, but it's not just... <laughs> I, I remember Mark Bosa's going off on that rant. Oh, That's why oh, I said I, that. I, look, but... I missed that, so I'm not... It's, I'm, not yeah. just in, it's not just international football. Any football yeah. is about results. And the bottom line is, yes, it was ugly. Yes, it was frustrating. Should we talk about the result from last night? Yes. Well, the Socceroos did get through in extra time last night against Syria. It By was, the skin of their teeth, they got through. But... Look, it's an Ange Postacoglu team. Are they yeah. going to do it any other way? Yeah. And look, there, there's a lot to be concerned about, but in the end, you've got to start everything with they got through. Did yes. anyone else's heart stop when Alsoma struck that free kick? I just expected yes. the net to move. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I was watching it at work just going, oh God, I've got all this stuff just ready yeah. to go for tomorrow's show and it's going to blow up straight yeah. in my face, isn't it? But thankfully it Five didn't. Five centimetres the other way, it would have. Yeah, well, five centimetres the other way, you would have missed completely. Have you seen that photo? Of yeah. the, that's yes, unbelievable you sent it to us last night. That's yeah. an unbelievable photo, that. Yeah, credit to the Getty Images guy that took it, because yeah. that, was, that was brilliant. But yeah, so 3-2 on aggregate. Tim Cahill to the rescue. Because yeah, it had to be Tim Cahill. Why not? Like, <laughs> Who else it, was it going to be? <laughs> yeah, well, Tommy Urich had his chances. I did quite like what Tom Rogic was doing for a while there in the second half. We were just going, stuff it, I'm going to do what I do in Scotland, and just drill it. <laughs> yeah. And it did, like, he had a couple of close chances. And those are the things that do need to get buried. And look, we could probably do a whole hour on... On missed soccer's chances? And also just on what we think needs to improve as we go forward. But at the end of the day... There are plenty of teams in much worse positions than the Socceroos we'll right now. Oh yes, and we're going to start with. Uh, you want to talk about the Honduras, the, the fact they're playing a qualif- playoff well, against Honduras? Well, I was actually trying to segue. Oh, okay, I'll just interrupt your segues <laughs> again then. We've been doing this for over a year and still not quite on the same. No, page. we're not. <laughs> so Honduras qualified from Concacaf in what was an absolutely bat crap crazy yeah. half an hour. <laughs> we, we, oh, we, we, yeah, like I said, we were playing three different nations in the space of half an hour. We landed probably actually, I think probably the worst case scenario. I think I, I, don't, I don't know if people have done the research on Honduras, but this is not a place that you want to be going to, mm. even for a first leg. You know, the or uh, for a holiday. I yeah, reckon US would have been worse on talent, but I hear your point. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, oh, it's it's like I said, it's probably the worst case. I would have probably almost rather play the USA, which we were playing for about five minutes. At, <laughs> you know, yeah, if there, it's crazy. Like there, if there was a bigger basket case than Australia. Yeah, it's and, definitely the USA. And to your point earlier about about the way people perceive the national team, right now, America are suffering what we very well may have yeah. in terms of apathy towards our our own region, it's just underestimating it. I think everyone expected them to go to Trinidad and Tobago and win, and they didn't. They but were, 
Yeah. Like, well, with the Socceroos, even, like, you consider 2005, they, the Socceroos there were the underdogs that nobody expected Absolutely. to be able to do a damn thing. And yeah. they got a bit of luck, which any successful yeah. team needs, and they got through. So, even if the Socceroos are heavily favoured here... I don't know if they would be heavily favoured. They're not, but yeah. I'm just more of a... If they are heavily yeah. favoured, that's exactly why you've got to be a little bit concerned about... Honduras. It's two because teams that have been in the World Cup quite recently as well. I remember Honduras were in 2010. I don't know about 2014, but yeah, they're, they're not. They're no pushovers. Honduras absolutely not. Well, they beat a already qualified Mexico this morning three two. But the highlight of this game definitely had to be the second goal, which was a Guillermo Ochoa own goal, where the shot rebounded off the crossbar into his head and then back into the remember goal. This is <laughs> Guy, the Ochoa who was the beat like who was a superstar at the last World Cup. As is he well. the one that looks like Ted Mosby off How I Met Your Mother? I think he is. Uh, Don't yeah. talk about that show. <laughs> <laughs> but, and it, yeah, like, and 60th minute, that was the goal that put Honduras up. And That'll Q-Deliri- improve Mexican-American relations, that won't it? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, there's the accusation <laughs> they threw the games so US. So, oh, like I, the, thought, I thought the, Brazil the, would the, be the throwing twi- games. The Twitter meltdown for USA <laughs> not quite, has been, well, quite frankly, it's been laughable. But I say that with laughter to a point where then I think, oh my God, this could be, this could be a strange. This could very well backfire about five weeks. Yeah, that could have been us last night, a Twitter meltdown if yeah. Alzheimer's free if, kick if goes five seconds the other way. free kick goes in, we're, we're, we're not talking about Honduras, we're talking, um, we're talking about I'm still We're rant- not talking I'm, about America either, I'm still, ra- I'm still ranting at stupid fans, but I'll probably also be ranting about the Socceroos and their blown opportunity. Yeah. But it did look for a while like it was going to be Honduras through and a playoff against the United States until the 88th minute of Panama versus Costa Rica, where Roman Torres scored the goal and just everybody seemed to lose their absolute mind. Well, I think the Pan- Panamanian government, I think, lost their mind as well because they've actually declared a national holiday uh, for, for qualifying for the World Cup. Their, their first qualification. So it yeah. is big. That's a great story, that. Absolutely. Is, yeah. It, it, like, and just going back to the soccer yeah. again, you did feel a little bit like the guy that shot Bambi's mother to kill the Syrian fairy tale. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But, look, it's football, so... I think just one last point on um, Syria. I, I think, to be honest, I think they've been sort of unfairly maligned, you know, a little bit. I thought that over two leagues, I think they were a quality side. I think they don't, they never got the respect that they deserve because I think with all the, the backstory about being a bunch of nomads for the last five years and whatnot, but obviously that's galvanised them. And yeah, look, they they have every right to feel disappointed and and you know, heartbroken of not make it. But yeah. I think actually they were a quality side. I think yeah, I they have. like us would have half a chance had they have gone through. Mm. To, to go just, through the World Cup. That's the closest they've got to World Cup qualification. Yeah. And given what's happening in their country, you've just got to tip your yeah, hat to them. It is, it is a fantastic idea. effort. And look, it would have been a great story yeah. had they have gotten through. But as a Socceroos fan, I'll say, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I want the Socceroos yeah, we want above qualify, all else. Yeah. That's, just the, that's the only thing. Otherwise, I'd say, yeah, it would have been, it would have been great. Yeah. But, you if know, we didn't find ourselves in this situation, you would have been cheering for Syria to get through. If worst case scenario... Like if, well, best case scenario happened... If last we, month, yeah. and the Socceroos got through and Saudi Arabia were in the playoff, then I think yeah. everybody bar Saudi Arabia would have been backing Syria oh, yeah. through. I know you want to move on to another story that broke today, but we also have to talk about New Zealand and Daningham in particular. They now have a well, great chance against Peru. Was, that was actually what I was about to I thought, you, no, I thought you were going to go through to the other story no, that no, broke no. today. Run over the segue here. Yeah. So I've got... Uh, Let's create my do own. You, do you want to host, Scott? <laughs> no, I don't. Have you heard me hosting? Huh? <laughs> yes, I did. Exactly. No one wants that. <laughs> All right, so Cottonball qualifying, yeah. which... In and of itself was actually pretty crazy as well. Yeah. So the game. Well, that was where the drama was going to be. Apparently not. Games kicked off at nine thirty this morning, and you know, even a Uruguay were in second place, and they were still a chance of falling into the uh, playoff their favorite spot. position. 
<laughs> they managed to get through with a fairly comfortable win in the end. Unfortunately. Leo Messi got through. I mean, Argentina got through. <laughs> which they were playing, was it Colombia? No, no they were playing no. Ecuador. Ecuador. It's been a very busy day. The flags are pretty much the same. but um, Easy, easy to misunderstand. Easy to mistake. That's right. So they were playing Ecuador and they were up inside the first minute and you were thinking, oh, this could be, this could be the story of the day. Argentina. Little did we know. Mm. And then Messi decided, no, I want to go to the World Cup after yeah. all and just went th- goal, 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 11, 18 and 62. And Fantastic performance. I flicked through that before I came over here this afternoon. Oh. Unbelievable performance from him. Absolutely. And then, uh, Colum- so Brazil, Uruguay, Argentina and Colombia came through. Brazil played Chile and you were kind of wondering how it was going to go. That was the expectation that Brazil were going to roll over and let Chile win and hopefully mess up Argentina's chances along the way, but well, apparently not. The joke I had this morning running the work Twitter account was, you know, Arsenal fans have been wanting Alexis Sanchez to have a summer off for the last four or so years. <laughs> <laughs> and now he finally does to be fresh for his Man City debut exactly. in August. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, good for, good for them. There's the, yeah, the South American champs gone. And yeah. Peru are now the t- uh, side that's in the playoff against for, New Zealand. Great chance for Dane Ingham and the New Zealand boys. So the two playoffs there between uh, Oceania and South America and Asia and North America, the yeah. first win- first leg window is between the 6th and the 9th of November. Yep. Now, I'm really hoping it's not on the 6th of November because that's literally the first day it opens gotcha. and it'll be Tuesday lunchtime here. Which will There's some event that uh yeah it'll clash with the Melbourne Cup, yeah, which is going to do wonders for the TV viewership, let alone being lunchtime yeah, on exactly. Tuesday anyway. And then the second leg is 14th of November at ANZ Stadium in yes. Sydney. Oh no, it'll be Stadium Australia because sponsorship. Uh, yeah. And I'm seriously tempted to fly down to Sydney for it. And just by the way, I was getting ready to knock the Sydney crowd last night, but. Was it 50,000? Were they? No, 42. 42. That's a pretty good effort, all considered. I was especially far considering. Less. They knew that they would have this leg as yeah. well already. So I, I can guarantee to with, t- with ticket night. prices for a lot of these games, mm. there would have been probably 15,000, 20,000 people that went, I can't really afford mm. both, so I'm going to wait for the yeah. November game. And also as well, to, talking about the crowd last night, Ains at Sta- uh, sorry, Stadium Australia. Um, look, uh, how, how great was the Syrian... Yeah, yeah the Syrian fans that are fantastic. Was just, that, that was just great. Look, that, that just shows you know, the world game, you know. James, what piece of advice? If you do go down for that game, sidelines. Sidelines? Yes. Good to know. Yep. The ends, the sidelines are terrible. Good to know. Avoid them. Well, New Zealand <laughs> will face Peru over two legs on the 6th and 14th of November. First leg is at Westpac Stadium in Wellington. Hopefully they get a bit of cr- bigger crowd than the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sink the boot. And second leg is in Estadio Nacional in Lima. So you're hoping for a New Zealand win then? Actually, no. I'd be happy with either side. Look, I think... I, it, what I've heard the New Peru, Zealand hater. There's no way you want the All-Whites to win. It's the rugby union fan in me. As I said, I keep going back to that. I get, look, I give the All-Whites half a chance. Like I said, they can somehow get a comfortable lead, you know, 2-0 lead going back to Lima. I think if they can hang on, I think, you know, I'm, they're half a chance. The one thing they might want to go back, go back and look at the 2001 reception Australia got in Montevideo because yep. they're, that's exactly what they're going to get when they get to Peru. They're oh. going to get all those tactics and then some. Now, just before we wrap up, we've got like one last point about the way that World Cup qualification has unfolded right now. The North American champions, USA, gone. South American champions, Chile, gone. And African champions... Cameroon, gone. 
That's right. And so, Australia are not guaranteed a spot either. So you could wind up with four of the six a, confederations. I'm not 100% sure. I believe Portugal, the European champions, are in the playoffs yeah. no, as well. I thought they're through automatically now. I can't remember. How, check, check how they went against Switzerland overnight. Cause I've, well, you keep talking Because I honestly haven't paid any attention to European World Cup qualifying given the events of North and South America. But with the North American champions out, the South American champions out, the African champions out, the Asian champions of Australia still not Portugal, 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 Portugal through on goal difference. Well, there you go. So, so Switzerland are in the playoffs. So at least one of the one continental champion will be there. That's right. Maybe, hopefully, Australia make it too. Absolutely, but it does say a lot about how competitive this qualification Absolutely. phase it's been. Now, it it's up to you if you want to say it's you know teams rising up to their opponents or playing down to the lesser nations. More good teams than people give credit to around the world. Well, and that's what the plan has been for FIFA for the last, what, 20, 30 years, where they want to stop this being just a European and South American monopoly, isn't it? Well, exactly. And the thing is is that there are more than 32 legitimate uh, contenders that, you know, you say they go to World Cup. But I think that's the beauty of the World Cup qualifiers, is that you're going to have shocks like a USA, like a Chile, like a Holland, that now are gonna are they going to miss out? And there's a there's a host of um, European teams that have finished. Italy's third. in the playoffs as well, so they may very well miss yeah, out. Yeah, that's too. the thing, and this is this is the whole beauty. Now, no other, I guess, World Cup in sport in the world has this you know charm. And I'd hate that. You know, I know they're talking about expanding out to to 48 teams, wherever it is in the future. Oh no! I, I look, I, I would hate that this is because it World would Cup, ruin this week that we've just seen it. Yeah, it, the, it, the it World would, Cup all these teams be would be about, there anyway. Yeah, and it should be. A, Honor to make it. Now they said that yeah. when they ex- expanded the thirty-two yeah. teams, that it was going to ruin it, and maybe the group stages are a little bit watered but down at the moment. But this just wait till it's the forty-eight; it'll be more watered down. But I think down. I think that that the whole oh, thirty-two would ruin it was sort of a bit of you know a case of well, you got the more Asian club. teams, yeah. you got like I said these, these sort of these these I yeah. guess soccer's version of you know third world teams, mm. and all of a sudden now are, are rising up, you know. Look, where the 48 teams, you know, I think it's, again, I think it's a real line to say, you know, to appease Europe. I know you want to move on, but Netherlands failing, should we really be following the Netherlands development path, given yeah. the FFA's ties to the Dutch? Well, we can get more on to that yeah. another day. We've got to move on yeah. to the major breaking story in Australian yeah. football, which has, funnily enough, been kind of buried. Ange Postacoglu is, according to Dave Davutovic, going to resign after the November playoff, no well, matter apparently what. Apparently he was going to quit after the Thailand game if Australia qualified. Which, and a lot of the criticism I've seen today is, oh, he can't hack a little bit of criticism from fans and media, but... Have you not seen the way he's no. dealt with criticism in the past? I don't think it's that. I've looked at no. I, I agree. It's, I, I, there's a lot more to this. Um, if he couldn't deal with criticism, he wouldn't invite it onto himself yeah. so much by saying, no, 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 put it all on me. It's my decision, yeah. my team, this, that, the other. He's made it about taking all the criticism throughout the campaign, taking it off the players. So I don't think it's that at all. No. I mean, he's, uh, Ange's a lot more thick-skinned than you know, what the media trying to... Sort of to sort of say, you know, and like so we've seen it, him cop flack at the Raw, you know, victory, you know, in the you know, in the worst of times for the Socceroos, you know, it's this him his reason to quit is not because he's you know he's gone all soft and you know and can't hack it anymore. There, there's something a lot more of this. We'll have what to it see. Is, we'll see, yeah. But yeah, I, I still would much rather see him leading the Socceroos to the World Cup. I absolutely than, still want to lead the next teams to the World Cup. But to me, this screams one of two things: one, he's got an offer he can't refuse yeah. overseas. Or two, there's something going on behind the scenes at FFA board level where he's just gone, nah, stuff it, you're on your own. 
Yeah, there's something to this that'll come out between. I, it'll come out between now and November. I don't think we'll be having well, left wondering. I heard on I want to say Fox Sports. One of the reporters there. It might have been. I want to say Daniel Garb. Now, if that's wrong, don't hold it against me or him because you know, mad cow. <laughs> he was saying that there was some stuff going on behind the scenes, especially with Andrew's comments after the PFA stoush. This is back about two years ago. He sided with the players. Yeah. Over that, and he was told... And he was sort of admonished... Step in, back in line with FFA, his in, employer. And I'm wondering if his that's... demeanour did change after that. Yeah. So it could so, be right. So I'm wondering if it's something related to that. Mm. And now he's just gone, no, nope, my job was to get us to the World Cup. Now, look, we can save the debate on whether or not his tenure was a success, probably for November. Yeah. But right now... It's not you, much of a debate, if you ask me, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, it's always a debate. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a show. Mm. Um, yeah, I think there's got to be something more to it, and it will come out eventually, whether it's when the FFA board goes or when Ange leaves. Something is going to come out. I, I think so. I think it's, yeah. Like, it, it's more than me CI on this. Um, and look, it's, it's funny. It's, it's actually with, it's the four-year anniversary of when uh, they, they got Hogger out and Ange took over. So, and now he had that lim- he had that limited time to get the Socceroos prepared for. There is something toxic. Ooh, in Australia I picked the wrong day to go on a social media blackout with this Ange story in the US. Yeah, because Adam and I were messaging each other this yeah. morning and going, "Oh, Scott's not." I picked it. the wrong day to go on a social media blackout. I wanted to avoid spoilers on the Argentina-Ecuador game, thinking that was going to be the big story of the day. Apparently not. That's right. And Ange had a statement this afternoon that said pretty much nothing. Yeah. But as we've learned from his time with the Raw, he can happily be negotiating a contract with someone yeah. else while focusing on a big game. It did have very similar overtones to what he was kind of saying as manager of the Raw. I feel like we got more when he was with the Raw saying, no, 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 I like it here. Mm. But anyway, that's going to do it for a very, very long segment. You don't want to talk about potential replacements? Do you want to? I do. Okay, let's go, Scott. Ooh. All right, well, have you got anyone in mind? Just come yes, in after me. the World Cup, after the <laughs> November. Who you, who would you bring in? It's tough because like, the first name that pops into my mind is who's hitting, but yep. I feel like that's the been obvious recycled, one. But that's been recycled way too often, and I'm kind of not. I'm kind of falling out of that idea right now because do you really want to keep going back to that safety net, and do you want to ruin what is a fantastic legacy for him in Australian sport? Now, admitted, there will be people calling for him after hitting eventually passes on in like yeah. 20, 30 years yeah. or whatever. <laughs> But that's just the way he could only work. enhance his legacy if he takes over after qualifying anyway. True. If he takes over for the World Cup campaign, he could only enhance it. Uh, but. All right, well, actually, you know, I do want to keep going with this. Mm-hmm. Do you, if Angie is in fact walking, do you let him take the November qualifiers? Yes. It's too late to change it. Yes, I agree. I th- feel like if it was You're another all, coach, yeah. I'd be a little bit nervy about mm-hmm. it. But for Ange, we've seen him have success with this in the past. Too, so. Who are you going to bring in in two weeks that's going to know the players that could take the job on? Well, the scar- There's only one man, and I don't think he'd take it at this point. Well, the scary option for me is Graham Arnold. Or yeah, that would Kevin be the Musket. only one. It would be, it would, if we were going to replace Ange now, it would have to be Graham Arnold. If, if Ange was to walk right now and Ange just said, no, I'm going now, as in right now, Look, you'd have to think that, you know, Josip Gombau, Ante Milicic would be yeah. the guys. Yeah. There are rumours that Ante Milicic is about to go to West to Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Um, so Ange is taking to... that job from him. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that, that's, look, that's, if, if we're going to sort of touch in the rumour, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's one possibility. But, um, yeah, look, I, I think for me, if we're talking replacements, you know, for the World Cup, I know you, Scott, did not like this when I, when I brought it up off air. I actually sound like Jürgen Klinsmann. Would, would be like someone that a mercenary that can go in, you know. No, I don't, want, a, I don't want a mercenary. I've got someone, but 
He coached in our World Cup group. Jorge Fossati? Bert van Marwijk. Oh. Took the Netherlands to the to the 2010 World Cup final. Took Saudi Arabia to th- the World Cup. I think if you're going to replace someone, that's, he's available right now. I would. I forgot He about would him. be someone that I would bring in from after November. Yeah. Even if we qualify or we don't qualify, bring him in for the Asian Cup. Yeah, well, that's World the Cup and the Asian whoever, Cup. I would bring someone in now for that. Whoever signs on, I would it's take for both. Them, yeah, I'd take them through for. Yeah. I give them an eighteen month contract. Yeah. See, I'm this. see, I'm, I'm a bit different. I'm thinking, yeah, what we get if we if then this is all pre-game on. If we get to get past Honduras, that's a big if. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, like I said, I, I'm thinking more in the headspace of you know what you get a, you get an experienced overseas yeah. coach gets through the World Cup yeah. three four. Hopefully five games. Yeah. You know, if we can get if we can get that deep and you know a bit of luck of the draw, then yeah. you start fresh. You know, you get a guy like a Musker or an Arnold. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that's the other option. You, someone like then. But, and then, like I said, but basically, you have yeah. one year ahead of the Asian Cup, and then you have three years for another for yeah. the uh, for the World Cup in 2022, which will be a little bit easier because of Qatar being host. All right, I think I'm gonna have to pull a plug on this yeah. segment now because it's been 25 minutes, wow. so we're going. <laughs> And Scott's already got his headset yeah. off. So we'll be back after this to preview this weekend's A-League action. That's right, they're still going. Oh, apparently. That competition, yeah. <laughs>